Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. I love how it all of a sudden started playing in their ears, and they were like, oh, crap, we have to stop talking now. <laughs> they literally talked right up until 7 o'clock. Shame, shame on you guys. You should know better than that by now. I don't have headphones. Trying to make your life more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, M- Montra gets a pass because he can't hear anything, and even if he could have heard the open, he wouldn't have listened anyways. So, that But that's what happens when you're a semi-recurring guest on this show. We start to make fun of you often. Well, semi-recurring? of you when you're not here, so you might as well. Exactly. Anyway. I would never. <laughs> right. He's well, a semi-recurring but... guest at work, too. Oh, let's start the show. Oh, first Come on, bell of the night goes to Kevin Reed Jr., <laughs> the voice of Henry Motorsports. Yes, we'll get to that and in a minute. Chief yeah, of Corey Heim Jr.'s in the house with his driver. Corey Heim is back, and I don't know that Corey's been in here quite enough to be a semi-recurring guest, but he's getting there. I think Slowly this is my but surely. Time now, so Close. I mean, yeah. him, yeah. him and Dollar are fighting it out. Yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. Anyway. That cast of characters from the Concord shop is joining us. Uh, I'm Jacob Seelman from Speedsport. This is Motorsports Madness. That last exchange is why it's Motorsports Madness. And, Tom Baker, yeah, we kind of have a show tonight, too. Yes, we <laughs> certainly do. Something like that. We have these three hooligans, plus Grant Thompson on the phone at 8 o'clock talking about his pro truck victory from Snowball Derby Week. Yes, that's exactly right. Does Grant get a ding for that? Can we give Grant a ding for that? He's not here yet. When oh. he gets here, we'll give him a ding. Okay. We'll save the ding. He also finished, I think, 12th in the uh, Snowflake. And should have been better than yes. that. He had a heck of a pro late model race in Augie Grill's uh, 112 sure car. If not for some overheating issues, that would have been a top 10 run easily. Yep. Um, you know, from I was watching most of that race from the back straightaway entrance to turn three. And, and, be, and before that car started overheating on him, he was having a, a heck of a day. Um, this is also, by the way, the first time we've had Corey in studio since his uh, Kansas Arca victory. So Ooh. I think we would be remiss. Right? Yeah, we have not no, had okay. you. That's in... not correct. No? Yeah. No, I, I have been here once. weeks ago. You weren't here. That's why. Um, and, Part-time yeah. over there. And see, the I told seat. him if, had he come back here before the <laughs> snowball, he would have won it. Because ah, he was yeah. here, then won the Kansas. Bump. That wouldn't you know. help. Yeah. He would know. We're his good luck chart. Something like that. All right. Melek's already yelling at me. We have to take a break. So we'll do that. Get the short open out of the way. Come back and have real motorsports madness and a lot of talk right after these words. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediates to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know, it won't start. How are we getting home? Chill, my parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know, with my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Mantra, is that what we would call fitting? A, 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 a Venturini Motorsports driver bringing back a segment where we get to start talking to a whole bunch of Venturini Motorsports people? Wow. I, try saying that five times fast. Yeah, one more time? <laughs> I think that's just meant to be, you know. I think that's how it works. Fly the V. Something Fly like that. Fly the V, yeah. yeah hashtag. Fly the V. Tom's got it right. Yeah. Welcome to Motorsports Madness, or welcome back to Motorsports Madness, if you uh, were with us for the for the short, stubby open that gets this show going. Jacob Seelman, Tom <laughs> Baker. <laughs> short, stubby open? I've been waiting for a couple weeks to pull that one out of the hat. Uh, James Mellick is producing with a haircut, I might add, by the way. He, he Well, uh, yes, but there's a story attached to this. Tom, so just not keep even talking. Funny. Don't let Jacob keep talking. Okay. This is a charity event that uh, Red does. Um, and the, the upshot is that if they raised a, over a certain wow. amount of money, he would shave the head and shave the beard. And they did by a pretty good amount. So he had to shave the head and shave the beard and he's just now growing them back. But you still have a beard. I'm confused. It's growing back. It's growing back. I mean, was the yeah. beard like all Grizzly Adams that I'm, I mean, it's been a couple of months since I've <laughs> seen you. Bad as yours, or? <laughs> it, Mine was, is it was trimmed bad. and tamed. Thank you. Dude, three months thing. ago, Nick's beard was, On was point. bad. No, it was terrible. That bird's living in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of haters yeah. in the studio tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was tracking Jeffrey Earnhardt, that kind of a of a look. Absolutely. Me yeah. and Ward Boot. Failed miserably. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, let, th- this show's already jumped off the tracks, and we're not even 10 minutes in. That's a little and, scary. And see, Monster's the guy who's supposed to be able to control the kids. Right. See. No, no, there's no, no controlling Mon- these two whatsoever. They are Mon- their own beasts. Ha- okay, hang on. Let's get one thing straight. Monster isn't going to control the kids because he's just a big kid at heart, regardless of Absolutely. what anybody well, says. Thank you, Jacob. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Like, who, who's going to control Nick would be the question. Yeah. She lives in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, did you? Did I see that you got engaged? I did. I did. Oh, I got three wins yeah. for that. Wow. My, but my condolences to the future loss of your freedom. Wow, that, that so was rude. Kind of, you know, oh, you're going to say the well, family. That, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Where are you going with that, Tom? Gosh. All right, Jacob's back to you. Well, you Tom's know, not allowed to talk anymore. You haven't figured it out yet. When you get married, we everything that yours is hers. That's well, how that, yeah, that's, I mean, duh. That's what I'm saying. You have, you, it's, it's all. What's it's mine is hers and what's hers is hers. That's, right. that's how so, it goes, right? My condolences to the loss of your freedom. <laughs> Oh boy! Anyway, we're 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 gonna try and have a show here. I think something like that. Not if we have anything to say about it, but we'll let you have a few minutes. Go ahead. It's only because it's your show. We Jack had some big yeah. news today. <laughs> Which <Lots> one? <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of it, a- as correctly mentioned. I'll start with the obvious. Uh, uh, obvious NASCAR news is obvious. Riley Herbst to the ninety-eight. Oh, it's uh, not like we called Maya Snyder to the two. It's not like we called the Riley move on this show um, uh, three weeks ago. A while ago. A while ago. It was was a while ago. I know that. Yes. So Riley's going full time to the 98 from the Joe Gibbs 18, which is being taken over by. (laughs) Okay. 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 Was that Moncher? I can't see him over there. Can't can't prove anything. I'm not on camera. uh... (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, I I don't know this. So it's a put it this way: he's never going to get a better opportunity than this. Correct. Um, you know, I think that I think Riley is he's going to have everything he needs to go win races and contend for a championship. So now we're going to find out if he's ready to do that. He's it's he funny. Did he's not have a good season this year. No, well, and he was a rookie without any practice, which doesn't help True. matters any. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that can amplify some of the traditional issues that we see with a rookie season. But at the same time, you're right. He's stepping into a car that won nine races last year with the crew chief that led Chase Briscoe to those nine wins. And right. Riley, you know, that was the one thing that Riley said in answer to one of my questions on the uh, Ford Zoom call that he did this afternoon. You know, there are no excuses now. It's nope. either put up or shut up. Yep, that's exactly right. So. Uh, we wish him good luck with that, but that's a, it's a great opportunity for him, and, and he, he kind of steps into a, a different situation over there. I mean, Toyota's very crowded, a lot of drivers, not a lot of cars, um, you know, and Riley goes over to Ford, even though he's not a Ford factory driver. I'm just saying he's in that group now, and you've got a lot of places to go when you're ready for, for Cup, and uh, a lot of potential there, so... Hopefully um, that will work out for him. And we've seen the change of scenery work really well for drivers like Joey Logano and Eric Jones um, in, in the past. Um, you know, and so I, I think that, uh, you know, this may be a good situation for him. It may be. Now, I, I was thinking about this and, and trying to look back and and make sure Corey, when you were in here last was it the madness show or was it one of the other shows because i i'm what every show is madness madness. (laughs) well mantra's right about that anyway all right so i'm going to redirect my line of questioning slightly and not focus specifically on kansas but i'm going to go a little bigger picture here um takeaways from your year in arca as a whole obviously ending it on the win that i'd argue you should have had you know, much earlier than that was a really, really big deal. But as a whole, how did you feel about the performance and what you guys were able to put together by the end of it all? Uh, well, first of all, I am like really pleased with, uh, you know, Venerity Motorsports and just making that move to, um, you know, that team. Uh, I think our, honestly, you know, me and Nick talk about it, like our average, average finish, if it wasn't for, you know, bad luck or wrecks, like should be 
I mean, like 1.5 or something. Like we were running second, had a couple tires go down or got wrecked or something like that. Uh, led some laps this year, which we, you know, improved on from 2019. So, um, yeah, big picture. I mean, we didn't get a lot of practice, so that was uh, somewhat of a struggle. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with everything uh, that everyone else is dealing with. So um, I think it was a pretty successful season. I would have liked to win maybe one more or two more races, but um, we can work on that for next year. How big was the adjustment, the step up, particularly on the intermediates when, you know, once you were of age to be able to run some of the bigger tracks compared to the late models? Uh, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. Um, I think those ARCA cars are just about wide open as far as throttle. So um, I think it would have been a much bigger step if it was something like an Xfinity car with a lot less downforce. You had to lift, you some brake maybe. So um, the ARCA cars weren't a terrible, terribly hard uh, transition, but um, you know, having a fast race car doesn't help much either. I guess it isn't too bad when you've got the guy over your shoulder yeah, to uh, right. help kind of guide you through it, right, Junior? Yeah. No, Corey, being able to have a chance where Corey was phenomenal at Kansas. I mean, uh, Corey, in my opinion, didn't make many mistakes at all this year in his six, seven races he ran. And, um, you know, and he ran really good at first Kansas. So getting the opportunity to work with him in second Kansas, I was really looking forward to it because – Obviously, like I said, Corey hadn't put a wheel out of place all year long. From a crew chief's perspective, um, I, I think the biggest thing that stuck out, you know, when I watched him through even his limited starts was the fact that he grabbed on to those learning moments very quickly. And, and, you know, if you saw him make a mistake, he didn't make it again. I mean, wh how much of that do you see from the pit box and kind of how quick the, the learning curve, the growth was for him? I, I mean, even watching Corey last year, just I was watching it from home a lot, but the watching him in uh, when he was running the 22 car, I mean, you could tell that Corey had a lot of speed and a lot of just raw talent. And, you know, like he said, he made the move and felt it was better for him. And I think it put him in a lot better position to perform. And he was just like hit the ground running. Like, Corey, I, I didn't see much of a learning curve for Corey. I think he was out of the box, just had it. Fair enough. I, and I can't really dispute that tom i think those of us sitting in here knew you know knew after what he did at chad bryant last year that Corey was capable and this year I, even with only six seven races i'd almost term it a breakout year in a way well you and i were talking about him when he was still late models well this is true this is true he was going to be a future star that so just that not... just makes us old you understand that right <laughs> well i'm old i don't know if you're i mean you're about half my age so i i i've just been around a while yeah now, now it's it's been interesting, I think, to uh, and, and I'll get Corey's opinion on this too uh, in the next segment because I want to know I want to know in particular what you think about next year's ARCA schedule with uh, a lot of the same, but some of the things that uh, you know definitely I know raised my eyebrows. Tom Milwaukee yes, was one of them. Very yes, much. please. The mile, love the mile. How can you not love the mile? It's great. <laughs> I think it's great. They're they're bringing some races back there again. Cheese country, as certain Wisconsin uh, folk would say, beer country. Cheese and beer. <laughs> they've, got, they've got a very determined promoter. Yeah, uh, I've, I, yes. That, he that, really wants to see that track come back. Everybody does. Yeah. I don't know anybody in the motorsports industry that doesn't want to see Milwaukee come back. That's been yeah. the big takeaway for me ever since they announced that race, and I'm could say more about that but we have 15 seconds before we have to take a break and we all know how i get if i start talking well <laughs> it's a lot longer yeah. than 15 seconds so we're going to step aside more motorsports madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu coming up right after this
How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyCompetitorCareer.edu. <laughs> Somebody's knocking things over in this studio. <laughs> Producer's fault. <laughs> it's, Dang it, Melek. Melek can't throw something at himself. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. That's Red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Red's fault. It's Red's fault. <laughs> you're doing a great job today, Red. Anyhow. We're going to boost you up on this corner. Yep. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Nick Moncher, kind of guest host almost at this point. And then uh, elevated. (laughs) I'll I'll elevate you because nobody else will. Um, Corey Heim and Kevin Reed Jr., both from Venture 80 Motorsports, that would be driver and crew chief, are our guests for this show. And I mentioned Milwaukee before the break. I want to talk about Milwaukee for a minute uh, because I know, Tom, uh, that 
made a lot of people in the industry raise their eyebrows when the ARCA schedule came out and the mile was on it. And you mentioned they've got a determined promoter, and yeah. uh, they really, really, really want to make this thing work. Yeah, it's. I think, I mean, we should obviously talk to our ARCA-related guests about yes, this. Yes, please. But I really, Corey, I, I think a race at the Milwaukee Mile is going to be awesome for the ARCA series. What do you say? You're the driver. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no experience running there or watching any races. Uh, all I really know is it's, um, it's a mile long and, uh, <laughs> it's good. flat. Very yeah, good. That's that about right. correct. It's a mile long. <laughs> it's in the name and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, well, until he until he said it, I was going to ask if you had been old enough at that point to run any of the late model races that they had done up there. No, I uh, I was interested to see that they ran. Didn't they run a super race there? I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Twenty eighteen yeah. or something. That that's cool. I mean, a mile for a mile long super late model race is a uh, that's a lot for those cars. Yeah, so it was big back in the day. Pro into, Cup, ASA, well, ARCA. For a few years, well, they, had, they had the Howie Leto Memorial years ago. Yeah, NASCAR race there. I mean, they had a the Midwest Truck Series runs there a lot now. Corey says, Corey says a mile CRA. for supers is big. I wonder what I, I wonder what your description of uh, Rockingham for the late model stocks yeah. is going to be. Fast. That'll be cool. <laughs> I heard Silly. you just hold it wide open and qualifying, yeah. and I have no doubt. Lots yeah. and lots of tires. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we used a lot of tires in 08 in the Arca race there, so I can only imagine. I do remember. Yeah. Was are, are you referring to the 08 one where Joey stomped everybody? Or I feel like stomped is a fair word. You know, I feel like that's a it was a fair destroyed, obliterate. I mean, the the that was one of those. Yeah, we all knew who was going to win the race by about lap thirty. Lap thirty. I figured it was before the green flag, yeah. but whatever. I mean, <laughs> I guess the odds makers got to go. I mean, I was like going to say the odds makers have to at least give somebody a chance. Joey but. was impressive there for sure, and I mean, all the races at Rockingham have honestly been impressive. You know, from trucks to the Pro Cup to everything that's been there in the years past. So it's great to see that come back. I was really hoping it'd be on the Arca schedule, but not mm-hmm. the, not this coming year. Not this year. Um, as far as 2021 being the Arca driver in the room, Corey. I mean, when you look at that at the schedule for next year, what you know, what, what are you most excited about? Obviously, the mile is new, but certainly a lot of tracks uh, still showing up on there where you were particularly good this year. Yeah, I see Kansas twice, so that's that's one track that I uh, have learned to like this year. I was going to say, I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah. um, I also saw Winchester, and I'm a really big fan of Winchester in the late model. It's actually my favorite super late model track to this day and has been for the past two or so track. years. So <clears throat> love Winchester. Looking forward to uh, hopefully being able to get in the running next mm-hmm. year. Um, there's a couple other ones. I see a couple of road courses on there, um, which I don't think Arca ended up going to any except for that Utah motorsports. Daytona. We did Daytona. We Daytona, did Daytona. That's right. Daytona. That's right. Other than that, uh, so they're going to add Mid Ohio, I guess. And um, yep. what was Watkins the other Glenn. one? Watkins Glen. Yeah, that's those cool. Are two originals from this year that never happened. Yeah. Yep. So those are some. Uh, I think five I've said so far, and that's uh, you know about a quarter of the schedule. So I'm looking forward to at least a quarter of it. I was going to say, uh, Mid o- Mid Ohio. I smiled when Mid Ohio showed up, Tom, on the Arca schedule for next year because that track always puts on great racing for the Xfinity Series, and I have no doubt that Arca will put on just as good a show. Well, I agree, and of course, it fits with NASCAR's trend of slowly mm-hmm. uh, working in more road courses. So it's. Uh, I, I was a little surprised, honestly, that we only had two on the Arca schedule. I thought we might have thought we'd have snuck a third. Snuck a third. It's a big leap for for us, though, for. <laughs> well, for years true. we yeah. had none, and yeah. then we had a one yep. for a while. And now that we was have always two. our big push. If you're going to give us one, at least give us yeah, two. Yeah, at least give us two, right? Because <laughs> we have the cars and all the specialized equipment for it, so give us one more. Yeah. That's kind of like the dirt stuff, too, Montreux, isn't it? Where you you want to at least have two to kind of get, you know, so you're not doing one-off cars. And yeah, I mean, when we're going to the horse races, I mean, the dirt the dirt tracks there at Springfield and DeCoin, you know, it's it's a specialized <laughs> 
ish car, you know, that we only run there. So, yeah, if we're going to go to one, might as well go to two. It makes the most sense. I heard another. <laughs> oh, boy. A lot of demons in the studio today. <laughs> yeah. uh, either I'm just hearing things or it's going to be a long two hours. Um, all right. So so not not to bring up bad memories, and I guess it wasn't terribly bad, uh, but you were at the Derby recently, Corey, and, and had what looked for part of the week to be a really solid car and just didn't catch the brakes you needed to in the second half of the race and, and you know, ended up caught in, in one of the crashes uh, kind of late in that race what you know what at the end were you missing to be able to get a better finish after the damage on the front stretch um yeah the damage i think really uh put us behind just i think it bent some you know suspension in the right front uh it's pretty much holding the wheel straight to the center of the corner and that's never really a good thing so uh before that i don't think we really had the uh the car to win the race but um we uh we, we started out a decent car we were easily on the lead lap and um you know we were uh I don't think we were top five car, but we were borderline, borderline top five. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I had a really a, a good time, you know, spent pretty much a whole week down there. I tested on Monday of that week. So, um, you know, had a good time and uh, hopefully looking forward to getting to run it next year. I was going to say, from from your standpoint, being a young guy, to be able to at times be about, you know, head to head at various points in the race with guys like chase and and kyle two cup champions i mean what was that experience like i know you've been down to the derby before but not necessarily when you know a field as loaded as this one has been there yeah i mean looking back on it i think it was um certainly really cool to be involved in a race with those guys uh it was i think my first time racing against either of those guys uh chase Elliott and kyle bush so um you know during the race i just kind of view everyone as the same just you know obviously trying to beat all 50 however cars uh signed up for the race so um you know like i said i had a really good time and i'm uh, hoping to run it next year can i get on my soapbox tom or do i have to wait it's your show man i have All the right. giant candy cane here i can poke him if it gets out of control yeah. well i'm not gonna get I don't know too if he and i are gonna agree or disagree about this so it'll be interesting to see well uh you you said that uh, you you said that Montra wouldn't like you as a race director, so I have a feeling. I was looking you, at Corey oh, when I said that. Commence the soapbox. Yeah. All right. Well, my, my I have a feeling Tom and I are probably going to disagree then if they wouldn't like him as the race director. Roundtable. Then we all have to give the opinion. Quite frankly, I was very very perturbed and not happy at all that they made the call that they made at the end of the uh, of the Pro Late Model Race Saturday night. To me, there was nothing... When I, and I watched the replay back multiple times Saturday night. I didn't see anything egregious enough to warrant putting Nassie to the tail of the line. Bubba washed up the track, and then when he came back down the track and tried to take Nassie out, he then lost control and spun. Now, and I, I talked to a bunch of people, even a bunch of drivers, after that race Saturday night. And rarely do I get a unanimous agreement on something. But there was not a driver in the pit area that I talked to that thought Stephen Nassie should have been put to the tail of the lead lap for that call. Or for the move, sorry. Throwing it to Tom. Yeah, go. Oh, Dis- disagree. I, I was waiting to make sure you were <laughs> yes. finished. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm finished. Nice. Rare, rarely, rarely do I get a unanimous opinion, but it was it was a unanimous opinion from everybody I talked to. Nobody, must not have seen one. Different video then, because I I clearly saw Stephen Nassie get into the back of him before he got washed up the track and lost control and lift his back end up off the ground. When you're into the back end enough to lift the back end up off the ground. 
That is clearly an intentional hit. Now, we can debate whether it was worth the DQ. But in my opinion, Nassie did not deserve to win that race. Whether you flipped positions or did whatever you're going to do, but clearly, Stephen Nassie was at least partially, if not wholly, responsible for that. So do you think he should have been DQ'd? Well, in my opinion, I would have actually put him to the back for, for being a part of the wreck. If that's what you, if, if generally the way you call it is if you're part of the wreck, you go to the back, then, then he goes to the back. Whether you DQ him or not is a different matter. But to say that it was not at all anything to do with Steven Nassi is just plain wrong. I didn't, I didn't say he didn't get into him. To me, it was a good old short track bump and run. See, and Bubba Pollard has been called where, it a racing deal. This is where you and I disagree. Okay. Somebody, Let, in let's have the, it. somebody in one of the chats after the race said, used to be that bumping was racing. And my response was, no. Bumping has always and will always be bumping. It takes no talent to bump a guy out of the way to win a race. You didn't see that back in the 70s. Drivers didn't race like that. This is a new thing that's happened over the last 20 years or so, and it seems to only happen in the South. Back in the 70s, if you bumped somebody out of the way to win a race, or at least where I came from up north, you got your ass beat. Harry That's Hyde, how that worked. Harry Hyde went away, though. said so, I mean, you know, and, and no, I'm pulling out. If somebody if somebody bumps somebody out of the way to win a race and I'm race director, I'm black flagging him. Okay, so so even if Bubba Pollard doesn't spin out and they race side by side to the line and Nassie still wins, you still put him to the back? No, there was an accident. You caused a caution. You can't be allowed to win the race. I If, 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 if you're just both racing for it, Okay, and you cross the line sideways or whatever, that, that's what happened. But you caused a caution because you bumped another car and spun them, you're going to the back. Personally, if I'm less than a foot away from somebody and I don't have a good enough front to get to their inside, I'm bumping them. Like, nope. I, I, I just, like, it's the biggest pro-late model race of the year other than the Canadian Short Track Nationals, which got canceled. So we're going to call it the biggest pro-late model race of the year. Pro-late models... If you haven't driven them, which I don't think either of you have, like everything they're extremely, in the South extremely hard to pass. That's what happens at the end of every late model race in the South. And if I'm less than a foot away from someone, I, I'm, I've got to do something. I'm not just going to stay yeah. behind the guy right on his bumper. That that was the consensus of every driver I talked to in the pit exactly. area, including Bubba Pollard, who did not deny that he would, you know, he didn't deny that he wouldn't have done the same thing if he was if the shoe was on the that, other foot. But that so, doesn't change. What yeah, happens. we got to take a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and a cast of thousands from Bendery Motorsports, or three. <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands. <laughs> Nick Montrose here, PR extraordinaire. There's my word of the day. Uh, Kevin Reed Jr., crew chief, and Corey Heim, driver are both in the house as well. And we were discussing in our last segment the end of the Snowflake 100 and uh, whether in mine and Corey's view so far, bump and run on the last lap is acceptable or in Tom's view, it's not because Bubba Pollard spun. Uh, we have two more in the corner. I'll let Nick start because uh, and, and then uh, Kevin Jr. Can, can chime in his thoughts too. But uh, Nick, where do you sit so, on this? So since I stole Red's mic... You know, Red, is it thumbs up for, for yes or no? So we're, so Red's in your corner, Sealman. So we got another vote there. I am 100 or 1,000 since we started with the thousands. 1,000% thousand <laughs> yeah. in Sealman's corner on this. I've, I've watched the uh, the video just as many times as everybody else. And whatever the uh, new video that Tom's seen must have been that fake news that's floating around. Because it was 110%, you know, just a racing deal. Uh, you know, Nassie definitely got into him, sure. But like Corey said, it's, it's short track racing. It's the biggest race of the year. If I was in the seat, I would have done the same thing. Bubba would have done the same thing. I think what made it look so bad was when, you know, Nassie did get underneath him. Bubba just, you know, accentuated the situation and turned down and got loose and just went all in and knew there was going to be a caution coming out. And that that made that call there. I don't think... 
you know, sending Nasty to the back is the right call at all. I don't think, you know, DQing him would be the right call. I think, you know, line him back up, start it back, and go and see what happens. All right, Kevin, thoughts? I'm 100% with Steven Nassie because I don't think there's a competitor or driver or anybody that was there at that race that you put them in the same situation that they wouldn't have done the same exact thing, if not worse. Like, if I sit there and I work all year to get to go to the Snowflake 100, like Corey said, it's the biggest pro-late model race of the year, and my driver backs out of that situation, I, I, would lose, I would lose a lot of respect for the person I work for because at the end of the day, they should put the forward the same determination, the same grit that I did getting them there. And it wasn't like hmm. a you know a Dale Earnhardt, Terry Labonte wreck. It no, wasn't just Steven drove in there and take turned him out. right. Steven yeah. you know, did not he, take Bubba, him he out. He nudged him. Bubba, Bubba literally saved the race car. Bubba made it worse straight. than what it was. Steven did not take him out. Bubba had another shot to race him just on the top side, but Bubba decided to try and take him out and wrecked himself. Exactly what I saw, and I was standing in turn four coming to the checkered. So at least for the most part, now at I least know why for the you most didn't part, see what went on first because you were standing in turn four, where you couldn't see what started it. Somebody get Tom a lollipop. He's upset. <laughs> I got a candy cane. <laughs> I mean, and everybody has an opinion. I just grew up in an era when you didn't do that to win a race. There was, there was enough respect for each other that if you couldn't be faster and beat them the correct way, you just didn't beat what them. Kind of, what kind of what? race cars? Like a modified or like a Super actual... modifieds, modifieds, dirt cars, sprint cars. Ground I mean, pounders. You know, those two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel like if you tried to go hit somebody in a modified, chances are you're going to hit oh, they do it now. a barrel roll. They do it now. Yeah, I mean, I remember cup races, 80s, 90s, they beat and banged all day long. Yeah. I mean, they'd come back wadded up, you know, for first place. Hence, Terry Levani and Dale Earnhardt in the reverse situation, you know. it's. I well, think Dale's that's what... the one that really, I mean, it, it, after that, I feel like everybody just, that's what they did. You didn't even hardly attempt to pass somebody clean. You just automatically waited until the last lap and then bumped them and slid them up and went on and won. And I just don't think there's any, there's no skill there. I guess it's just all about winning the race and don't worry about it. But if if, if you want respect i feel like you have to learn how to time a pass and make a pass without especially without you know taking a guy out which i do agree that nasty did not take him out but the result of what happened was a spin so you can't you can't in my opinion you can't send one without sending the other that's all i said but i mean the dq is a little extreme but because i don't think nasty did enough to dq him we've seen tons of races though where you know third place will get spun out by fourth place and they don't, you know, make fourth place go to the back and, and DQ him for that. I think it was just well, if accentuated third place by, gets spun out by fourth place, fourth place should be the one to go to the back. Third place should get the spot back. But I'm saying like that's the, my, there that's, should be, you know. I mean, the precedent there is, you know, just line back up and go. And I think it was just because well, it yeah. was the biggest race. It was first and second. And there's, you know, I think there's just a little bit of a grudge there for Nassie at that track. That yes. just made it a lot worse. And yes. then, like, yeah. Junior and Himes said, you know, yes. Bubba made it worse when he tried to spin Nassio. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of tension behind those two drivers. Those, I was going to say, Corey, you've seen it. You saw it a little bit this year. Those two have been, uh, at, for lack of a better term, at each other's throats all year pretty much. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yep. 
So it, it, it it's the, uh, I don't want to say the newest, but it's certainly the most prevalent rivalry in short track racing right now, in, in my opinion, is those two, and they're both at the top of their game. The so. hard part is, is it's hard to have a rivalry anymore in short track racing because nobody stays around long enough in short track racing. That's probably why those two do. They've yeah, been, they've they've been, been there, there the and they've stayed there. And, you know, it's like everybody complains because they never, you know, got opportunities the big time. It's like, well, thank God they did because short, short track racing would be even even less interesting without them. You know, because most of the time you get somebody, and I, I mean, I, obviously I know what your goal is, but it's like, you know, somebody like Corey will come in, they'll be really good for a year or two, mm-hmm. and they're gone up the ladder. You know, so the the Ryan Millingtons and the Nassies and, you know, the Pollards, those guys though, that, that aren't really going anywhere, those mm-hmm. guys are the ones that, that develop those rivalries and make life interesting. It, oh, those, yeah, those two have definitely made Millington life interesting. and Barry this year at yep. Hickory. Yeah, it, it was I'll say the Millington Berry rivalry was a little cleaner in yes, some respects. They, yes, that's correct. But they didn't uh, have to hit each other. No, it, it it still, as you said, makes life very interesting. Yep. So they almost hit each other with fists, though. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like there was a couple times they were about to fight after a race. Millington and Berry. It seemed like it a couple times. I mean, they didn't, but so. when did you go to Hickory? I didn't. I just had to think. I was say, I don't think. I don't no, think no. they ever got too mad at <laughs> no, each other. Not today. Anyhow, uh, so fast forward to the Derby on Sunday, which Corey was in, as we talked a little bit about earlier, and I'll ask the driver this first, because to me, I was really shocked at how tame the vast majority of the race was. You've been in a couple of them, and I don't think any of the derbies that you were in before this year were nearly as status quo I, I don't want to say quite procedural but it, it was way way calmer than i expected it to be yeah well i mean i've only really started one derby in 2018 2019 i didn't even really get to race because that, yeah, i kind of broke right. before the green flag but, that's right um you're not wrong though i, I mean that. the uh, <laughs> the i think what set the tone throughout the weekend was surprisingly enough to everyone's surprise the lcq went green to checkers there's no i couldn't caution. believe that i couldn't believe it I sat there and just watched them, and they were single file by lap two. And they, I mean, there's a little bit the of fast a good car, race. Fast cars came to the front, and the slow yeah. cars didn't. Chase, I mean, went right through the field and was lifting up the flag stand by lap 30 when he took the lead. I mean, Shocker. he was on rails. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, there was really no anything close to being a wreck either. Like, there wasn't a lot of rubbing, but it was a, it was a good race, in my opinion. And I, I have to agree with him, Tom. The the, la- the last chance race going without a caution Saturday, I think, showed everybody that was in the derby field, yeah, we can race and not have to feel like we have to drive through everybody to get to the front. And as we saw out of most of the top five on Sunday, the fast guys still got to the front. Absolutely. The, the best racers... Uh, rose to the top on Sunday, and they all. Well, I mean, and there's so much good equipment in that race. I don't feel like there were ten weak links in that in that field on Sunday. I yeah, genuinely, I, I I didn't see much of any weak links in the entire field. I mean, when I looked at it, to me, out of the 53 guys that qualified, I could have probably put 40 to not quite 45 but for, you know 42 43 guys potentially as people that if they had ended up in the top 5 to 10 I wouldn't have been surprised at all. I, I mean there were guys that Corey knows there were guys that missed the show that should have easily been in the show yeah. and that's the snowball derby. I mean you can be you can be a Noah Gregson who's made it to the Xfinity series and if it's not your day you can be on the outside looking in like he was. Yeah, I mean, the a couple of people that missed the race really shocked me, and you got you got people who 
who won several big races throughout the year that didn't make the Snowball Derby. And yep. um, you came into the, the weekend thinking that, oh, they might be a threat. But next thing you know, they're not even, you know, in the big show. Carson Hosevar, Tom, was the one that really jumped out at me, you know, winning the uh, the Red Bud 400, winning, uh, you know, contending at Nashville for the All-American, winning the Winchester 400. And he's, you know, he didn't have a car to do anything in the last chance race. No, I think it just shows you. It's not, it's not even necessarily that he had a bad car. It's just how many good ones there were. Yeah. You know, I, I really legitimately feel like there that field was a very, you were thousands of a second, you know, in qualifying. And it just was, um, it was really kind of amazing. I don't know that I've ever seen a closer, more competitive field overall enter the Snowball Derby. And it made the LCQ really, really interesting because, like you said, guys like Carson that, that have done so much coming in, just didn't, you know, just didn't get in. So maybe would, they didn't bump enough. Would you call that, Corey, the toughest late model field you've been in? Close to it? It goes head-to-head with Martinsville. But okay. I would say I would say, yeah. I would say that's it's up there, no doubt. I, I mean, I, I struggled, like Corey said, aside from Martinsville, I, I struggled to think of a field that had as much talent in it as what we saw over the last week and I personally think and we can you know we can round table a little bit on this too but I personally think Tom it's a great sign for short track racing that oh, yeah. you're seeing guys like Chase Absolutely. like Noah you know these guys come back down from the top levels and give back to short track racing want to be a part of it again I think it's a huge statement well they all want to they, particularly I think those guys really want to see the snowball succeed and um happy to see the the, those guys do that, and and um, was it was an interesting top five for sure. I mean, when Caden Honeycutt finishes fifth, and he's the first driver across the line that doesn't have NASCAR National Series experience, yep. that says a lot about right. you know the field. And and uh, even Caden, even Caden was shocked when he when he realized that. I think I was, may have been the first media member to mention that to him after the race. He looked around and he goes. Wow, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we talked about. He was on Wheel that Monday. We talked, and and you know, it was just good to see him get that run. That's a that's a a potent team. When you got Donnie Wilson and his resources and Bon Sus, mm-hmm. um, you know, calling the shots, that's a pretty good team. And Donnie told me there's a decent chance we'll see him back at the Snowball as, in, with a driver's suit next year. I I, oh, I, I asked him if I'm it was give that uh, one a bell. Yeah, I I I asked him if it was. Uh, was hard to to sit on the sidelines and not be driving anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to out and out say it, yeah, but uh, it's easier it, when your cars are top five. I was gonna say it gets easier Four, when you're running yeah. up front, but still, yet it's probably harder because you like to be in one of them. So you know, and he's uh, and he's been close to winning the Derby a couple of sure. times too. Yep. So. Yeah, for sure. Undoubtedly. That was a good team. It was, it, uh, it was Caden, a good yeah, four, gonna, fourth, Caden fifth, and sixth form, with, uh, with Chandler, Caden, and then uh, Cole yep. Butcher, I think, finished sixth yep. in the third car. So a lot of good things there for uh, for Donnie. Obviously, Chase finishing third, and then uh, I, I really haven't even <laughs> I, I, I we've talked about the Derby. But we really haven't even had a chance or just haven't gotten to the, the battle at the last five laps Oof. between Ty Majeski and Derek Thornwich. Yeah. Tom, I know we only have about a minute before we go to break, but that is where Rubin was racing, and those two put on a show. Yep, they certainly did, and uh, you know, it was good to see Ty finally come out on top because uh, he has tried so hard, and the kid needed a break. Now somebody needs to announce a national uh, series ride for him. Hopefully, a good one soon. I think it's coming. Good. Um, I, 
I asked him about that after he cleared Tech and they had officially given him the trophy, and I industry chatter says that there is there there's a deal coming. Good. Um, I I can't peg exactly where or what it's going to be, but I would I would gander a guess. The uh, we're going to see him in the truck series. I think gander a guess. Imagine that gander, yeah, gander camping a guess. world, yeah, camping world. Yeah. No. Good job, right, Jacob. Yeah. Well, I I wasn't intending on that because we no are going back intended. to camping world next year. But yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, all right. With that, we do need to step aside, take another break. We're uh, only we're not even quite halfway through Motorsports Madness, so uh, grab you a snack and come right back. More in just a couple of minutes, y'all. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, uh, the Venturini Motorsports cast over there with Corey Heim, uh, Nick Moncher, and Kevin Reed Jr. still in the house. And we want to uh, give a shout out. Still in the house. He hasn't left. <laughs> yeah, still in the house. Well, 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 before I have to be rebooted, we'll give a shout out to uh, the fine folks at My Computer Career for what they do to make this show possible. And uh, Tom, remind the folks at home that if they need a first career, or a second career or a change in career, My Computer Career can help. That's correct. You just go to mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, and you could be on your way in as little as four to six months to a new career in the field of IT. It is very simple. Go to mycomputercareer.edu, take the free career evaluation. If you decide you want to pursue a career in IT, you train. Only one to two days a week online. That's it. And in as little as four to six months, you can be on your way to a new career. Financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And when you're ready to enter the workforce, My Computer Career works with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So you have nothing to lose by exploring. Go to mycomputercareer.edu. It is not rocket science. You don't have to be a computer nerd or a math and science nerd my Computer Career, training for a better life. Thanks to all of the folks from mycomputercareer.edu who will be back once again in 21 to sponsor this here show. Woohoo! Season, what are we up to? Seven? Three. Oh, well, th- three with them. Yeah. I think it is seven now. I think, yeah. I, I was going to say, I, th- I think it is. 2014 was when we formally made it the two-hour format, and we're... Did we? Not fin- till 14? Yeah, yeah not until okay. 14. So 2020 would be... Tw- uh, fall of 2020 would mark the end of year six. So yeah, gosh, gosh going into season seven yep. in 2021. Wow. Yep. That does make me feel old. <laughs> like I said, you're half my age, so <laughs> that makes me ancient. <laughs> you said it, Fast not me. A relic. Well, my, my five head says it, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that being said, we have another whole half of this show yet to we go. We'll ha- oh. Yes, we do. Oh. We'll have more with Corey, more with Kevin Jr. Uh, I'm sure somewhere along the way, Nick Montreal will chime in again. Uh, we'll Oop. take a break. We'll come okay. back with more in a <laughs> couple of minutes. Uh, hang tight, y'all. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue? You are a waste. 
a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Tom was talking to me right before the, the re-entry played, and I almost didn't hit the timer in time. You should know better than that. Don't Come blame on, Tom. Now. I keep trying to throw you off, and it keeps working. <laughs> it's not hard, y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome back to the second half of Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. And it's me and a band of hooligans, because that's how this works. Jacob Seelman, <laughs> Tom Baker. that remark. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's true. Nick Moncher, uh, Corey Hyman, Kevin Reed Jr. are more sane than us. No. No, no they're not. <laughs> they fit right in. That's why this show's been so uh, much fun. Yeah. We need well, T-shirts. <laughs> you know, Moncher's right. Hooligans T-shirts. Absolutely. The, yeah, Motorsports Madness T-shirts. That, that could be yeah. interesting. Like club cards, you know, so we can show them at the door. <laughs> Sports Madness Hooligans Club. Yeah, really. <laughs> anyway, um, so coming up in a couple of minutes, we are going to have Grant Thompson join us. I know I teased that off the top. I'll tease it again because yes. he's coming up in our next segment. Pro Truck winner during Snowball Derby Week and should have had a top 10 in the Snowflake 100, too, if not for some damage and some overheating issues out of his control, yep. but put together a very fine run at Five Flags. Mobile, Alabama. Grant and Gavin Graham, who ended up third, were the two stars of that truck race. Oh, absolutely. And and Gavin's trouble, I, I asked him after the race, I said, you know, what what was the, the one thing that got you there? And he goes, restarts. You could tell he, he, was, tell he was, was front. 12. You know what, though? I, I appreciate that so, that at 12 years old, he already knew exactly oh, yeah. where he could improve. I mean, he's a I, sharp young kid. He's he, gonna he, be, was, he was good. He's going to follow right in Grant's footsteps in that corporate motorsports team. The, the, the pro truck feature was one of the more sane, aside from the derby itself, probably the most sane uh, small-time feature of the week because yeah. – uh, when you consider what happened at the end of the snowflake, you consider the outlaw stock race uh, took God, more than an hour that. to go 50 laps. Yeah. 
dumpster fire. Yeah. Rough, rough, rough. Yeah. But we got through it. Correct. And uh, eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. And, and even, you know, as we mentioned, Crown Ta- uh, Ty Majeski, the Snowball Derby winner. And uh, after we talked to Grant Thompson, I want to talk more about the Ty Majeski Derek Thorne battle because to yes. me, that was the highlight of the entire week. And, uh, you know, for, for what the snowflake was at the end on Saturday night, the Snowball Derby was the genuine 180 polar opposite, which was really, really, really cool. Ty's on next week, right? Yes, he yes. is. That is the plan, yep. is to uh, have the Snowball Derby champion on. Right now, though, we got to take a break. Grant Thompson around the turn on Motorsports Madness. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Nick Montra, Corey Heim, Kevin Reed Jr., all in the house. Sorry, I screwed up your pointing act yeah, there, Tom. Yeah, you know. <laughs> My bad. Anyhow, uh, we're you continuing to talk about uh, Snowball Derby Week as we await Grant Thompson to join us, and I will use that as a good enough segue to go ahead and let's talk about Sunday for a minute, Tom, because, well, it's my show and we haven't gotten to Sunday yet. So, the battle between uh, Derek Thorne and Ty Majeski, uh, I-, I will raise my hand right now and say more of that, please, yes, because that was as good as it gets they banged, they, as uh, as Matt Weaver said standing next to me at the end of that race, they beat the you-know-what out of each other to win the Derby, and Ty Majeski finally won the Derby. It's about time. It is about time, and honestly, I, I would have thought it would have happened before now, but again, it shows you how difficult the race is to win, um, and I think this comes at a good time for Ty because, like I mentioned earlier, He's, he was kind of at a point where he started out with a truck ride this season and it didn't work out for him and he was out of it before the end of the season. So you kind of needed something to boost your stock back up again. Nothing like winning a snowball derby to do that. So somebody give that boy a good National Series ride. Yes, please. Two words. Yes and please. And I think we have a Grant I, th- I think we do. We'll come back to the Derby a little bit more, but we will go to the strutmasters.com hotline right now and see if we can't fish up uh, Alabama's own Grant Thompson. Grant Thompson, how are you, sir? I'm doing good today. How about you? We are doing well and uh, glad to hear you. Uh, certainly glad that you got back safe and sound and, and all that good stuff after Derby Week. Uh, ha- has it sunk in yet? I know the I know the pro late model race didn't go as you and I talked about after that one exactly the way you wanted it to. But all in all, uh, I'd say you turned some heads with the with the pro truck race that you won, and then as strong as you guys were for so much of the snowflake. Well, you know, we had a really good weekend. I was uh, really happy to be able to pull off that uh, the Derby win of the truck. Super thankful to be able to be with Corporate Motorsports in that 38 serendipity era body CSD break share line. You know, just a really good race. Uh, qualified second. Uh, kind of wanted to get the pole, but we had a little issue in qualifying with the setup. and Ended up having to fix that after qualifying, but had a really good race in the truck. Uh, we had a little bit more cautions than expected, but I think that's really... What got to me the most was the cautions, but we were able to get some really good restarts. And luckily, able to pull off the win and with the Kerber Motorsports 38. And, uh, you know, just super thankful to be able to run with them, like I said. And just, you know, just super thankful to be at the Derby, to be honest. You know, the best racers in the country are there. And, you know, with the Snowflake, we uh, had, a, had a pretty decent car in the Snowflake. Qualified towards the front, probably in the top. We were in the top 10. Matter of fact, we were 10th. I told my dad after qualifying, I said, hey, my goal was the top 10, and we made a 10th. So, yeah, we were luckily to be able to run with uh, Austin Drill with Gart Motorsports and that whole deal with the 112 car. Uh, like I said, we qualified 10th, uh, took the green, you know, try to face out and get single file. We were luckily able to get up to about 5th to 7th in the first few laps. And had, a, had a caution around that 45 to 50, and, you know, a little devastating. We were just riding under uh, caution, just cruising, just making sure the gauges were good and came across the water tip, and it was really high. Like, when I say high, it was probably about 260 to 265. And I told Aki, I said, look, if, if, it, if it raises anymore, I'm going to have to bring it in. He said, all right. So 
I ended up running around for about another lap or two, and it got up to even higher, probably about 270. So had to come in, and uh, apparently we had two two strips of tape at the top of the grill and one big piece of rubber in the middle of it, so there really wasn't any much air getting through the grill, through the radiator. And had to come in, was running really well, like I said, ended up running about fifth to seventh, right up there with the guys like, you know, Stephen Nasty, Bubba Pollard, Garrett Butcher going along. And, you know, like I said, it was devastating to come in. But uh, ended up rolling back out there towards the back of the field, picked up a couple spots as the race went through and came home with a 12-place finish. I was happy we were able to finish in the top 20, but I really wish we would have been able to stay out there. I felt like we could have had a, a decent top top 10 to top 5 finish. Grant, uh, we've got some folks in the studio with us from Venturini Motorsports tonight. We've got Corey Heim, and um, we've got Nick Monch, and we've got Kevin Reed Jr., who's Corey's crew chief. And um, Kevin is very impressed with you. I think you want your autograph. <laughs> I probably want his autograph, too. <laughs> no, man, I've, I've been keeping up with you. You've done an excellent job for how young you are. And like I said, I actually was talking about you the other day in the shop the night after you won the truck race, because we'd all watched practice and stuff in the shop off Speed 51, and then you won that night. And I went back in the next day, and I'm like, I'm telling you all, this kid is the real deal. <laughs> well, you know, super, super thankful to be able to hear that coming from you. You know, just had a really good truck. I feel like I did I, I feel like I did my part. The team did their part. And, you know, just had a really good race in that deal. And, you know, I'm – I've been super blessed to have the opportunities that we've had with me being at 14 years old. I've just been super thankful to be able to run with the guys we've been working with. And, you know, we, we plan on keeping doing that through, throughout the rest of 20, you know, through the rest of 2021. And, you know, hopefully to work with that in the future, just trying to find some, some more marketing partners to work with. And just super thankful to be able to be in the position I am at at 14. So, What's left for you in 2020? Anything, or are you done? And if, what what will the early part of 2021 look like for you? Well, so far, we're not really doing too much in the rest of 2020, just, you know, getting into Christmas and holidays and, you know, family being together. But starting in, uh, in January, I believe we're going to have Speed Fest and uh, also have the Pensacola Banquet, which will be really cool. We'll be able to see some fellow competitors, but... Not too much happened in the rest of 2020, but really, I hope we can run doggy at Speed Fest in, uh, in January. I believe it's January the 23rd, so hopefully we'll be able to, to race up there with doggy and, you know, just be up there just, just to watch some, watch some good racing at Chris Motorsports Park. What's the biggest thing mentioned in Augie Grill? What's the biggest thing, Grant, that you've taken away from the time you've gotten to work with him this year? Well, you know, when whenever whenever I was just a little kid watching him as a as a as a little kid, not really in a race car yet, you know, I my somebody told me a couple of years ago he won two derbies in a row, and I was like, holy crap! Like it's it's hard to win one of those things. And you know, when, when you think of the name Augie Grill, you think of Snowball Derby champion, just just a light model champion in general. Just he's accomplished so much over his racing career. And, We've just been super thankful to be able to have the opportunity to run with him this year. And we've we've had a a lot of really good races this year with him. We've had a lot of top five finishes. And, you know, just to be able to run with them and and that iconic goal 112 is absolutely incredible. Like I said, when you think of all you girls, you just think of like a light model champion, just just a legend. (laughs) 
was that any pressure for you the first time you you actually raced the 112? I mean, did did you have to like stop and think about that for a minute? Like, holy crap, I'm actually doing this. <laughs> Absolutely. Whenever whenever my dad told me we were going to be able to run some races with Aussie, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is this is absolutely crazy. I, I was shocked. Like, I didn't I didn't know what to think about. Just every everything going through my mind of you know everything that Augie's accomplished over the past you know 10 to 12 years is just crazy and you know just just to be able to run with them was absolutely ridiculous but i mean it, it got it kind of got to me a little bit i i was a little nervous i thought the pressure would be on to me the first couple of races like people were gonna expect a whole bunch out of out of a, out of a driver like me being in a car like you know the 112 and you know i mean i tried i tried to keep myself calm and uh you know we luckily were ended up having to run a bunch of really good races had some good top five finishes. I know in the Allen Turner Prolet Mile series we had, I, I believe, two fourth place finishes. I think those are those are my highest. And you know, had had a really good car over the season. And like I said, just to be able to work with Aug is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> We're gonna have Grant hang on uh, through this commercial. I got uh, at least one more question for him uh, in our next segment, but. Uh, we, we do have to step aside and take a break for a minute. If you're just joining us, well, we're glad you are, but uh, we are talking with Grant Thompson, who won the Pro Truck Race at Five Flag Speedway during Snowball Derby Week, and uh, as he mentioned, got 12th, almost a top 10 during the Pro Late Model Snowflake 100. So Grant will stay on the line. We're going to get ready to have a few words to uh, some of our supporters out there, and we'll be back with more Motorsports Madness right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot left, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. 
know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Corey Heim, Kevin Reed Jr., Nick Moncher. Tom didn't even point, and I actually went down down the line this time. And on the strutmaster.com hotline, talking (laughs) with... He hung up on us. We were talking with Grant Thompson. We'll see if we can't fish him back for a minute, but... uh <laughs> it, it's Red's fault. We'll, we'll, we'll just blame it on Red, anyways. He's yeah, gr- yeah he's grinning. It's he can't all right. Talk back tonight. I mean, you guys always blame me when I was on that side. <laughs> this so. is true, Moncher. We did do that. Um, Tom, for somebody as young as Grant is, though, to to go out and do what he did, I mean, gr- a sign of great things ahead. I think. Oh, for sure. Grant Grant really has the whole package. I mean, he 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 speaks well. He's, you know, he's genuinely a, a, a really, he comes from a great family. Just, uh, I think Grant has got everything that he needs. He's just a guy that got to stay humble and keep learning it's, and just let it come to him. I do believe we have Grant back on the line with us now. And I will ask what I was going to ask just a second ago, Grant, uh, for you, was it any major adjustment going between the, uh, particularly the day when you had pro late model practice earlier in the day and then had to switch over to the pro truck for the race that night. Was it a major adjustment or pretty easy for you? Well, you know, with, with the late model having more more horsepower and more grip, you know, it. what, what, my, dad, what my dad told me is whenever I get in the late model and, you know, you push really hard with all that grip and all that horsepower, it, you know, it gives you that extra, like, 5 to 10% to give it more out of the truck. And, you know, with the truck being, you know, it has wheel spin and good stuff, and it rotates to the center really well. To me, they, they drive somewhat similar in the in the pro car. When you get on the gas, it's got a stomp on it. In the, in the truck, you can roll into it real slow. But, I mean, it, it wasn't too big of, of an adjustment for me, but, I mean, the out. To me, I feel like they drive a little bit similar, somewhat, but there, there's some parts in it that that they don't that they don't have in common. But you know, like your question was, is it, it doesn't it didn't really have a, too much of an impact on on the adjustment on the adjustment part of it. Which one do you like driving more? Well, you know the the pro car. I feel like it's going to give me more more like feedback and experience that I need, but. You know, I've been running the truck for probably three years now, but, you know, to be honest with you, my favorite so far has been that lane model, just all the horsepower, the G-force, just all that grip through the center and, and, and off is just absolutely so much fun. <laughs> all right, so before before we cut you loose, uh, 
sponsors, thank you. Shout outs, Grant. Now's your time. Any, anybody that uh, you need to give a holler to for making Derby Week and really making the whole season possible for you, this is your opportunity to do it. Absolutely. And uh, for the pro truck, I'd like to thank Kerbert Motorsport, Serendipity, PSC Brakes, Aero Bodies, KRC Power Steering, AAA Custom Cabinets, HuntLiveOakPlantation.com. Uh, I think that's about it for the pro truck. And for the for the pro late model, I want to thank Roger and Bobby Roos, the WCI parts, Augie Groove with Gart Motorsports, PSC Brakes, and AR Bodies. Well, Grant, we appreciate you uh, jumping on and, and chatting with us for a little bit this evening. Uh, thanks for your time. Have a great holiday season uh, for you and your family, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you back on the track here in the early spring. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate it. That's Grant Thompson, winner of the Snowball Derby Pro Truck feature at Five Flags Speedway. And I want to circle back now to the actual Snowball Derby for the super late models. And, and Tom, I, I can't exactly, I, like I said earlier, I can't repeat verbatim what Matt Weaver looked at me and said in the final three laps of that race. But no, uh, <laughs> probably not. They, uh, they did take it to one another in the final laps of that race, and both Ty Majeski and Derek Thorne crossed the line. And to me, that is two short track racers who knew exactly where the line was and did everything to get right up to it. But and didn't, didn't cross it. it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and look, those guys, I think, both have raced long enough at, you know, multiple levels to understand, you know, that, that sort of thing. And, you know, Ty gets all the credit because he won. But Derek Thorne is another driver that we talk about that really needs to be in the National Series ride. I know he's, yes. I think he's a little older. Um, yeah. I say not old, but. He's 28, 29. 20, yeah. yeah, I'm going to double check um, that. So I understand that that seems like it's too old now, but it shouldn't. Oh, wow. He's old, actually older than I thought he was. He's 34. Oh, is he really? Wow, yeah. I didn't know he was that old. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he he is definitely a talent that, that could be uh, successful in the National Series. But, he, you know, those those two have been doing it a while, and uh, they put on a show. It was a, it was a, it was a good show, and it was a – um, again, that's one of those where somebody just doesn't win. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's no loser. Somebody just didn't win. And know, I, will, I, like I will say this. Derek was extremely frustrated after the checkered flag in that one because he felt like, you know, they led 250-some laps of that yeah. race. He felt like he had the car to win, and just the last set of tires when they had that final pit stop inside of 25 to go, he said didn't quite agree with the car the way everything else had all day, and that was the, you know, the difference. He hung on the outside on that last restart as long as he yeah. could. Yeah, almost willing it, you know. But uh, again, fun stuff. It was a good. It was a good show. Um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that battle and enjoyed the fact that uh, you had two short trackers basically fighting it out at the end. Um, and uh, it was a good. Good race. That it was. I. I. You know. I really appreciated that to end the weekend. And I'll, I'll turn to the driver on this, Corey, because I think it's very rare that we see just a good hard you know, fierce competition of a race finish the way we saw the Derby finish on Sunday. And I know how badly you probably wanted to to be a part of that one. But I, I think, you know, regardless of where we all sit, you know, just as fans of short track racing in general, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you're not going to get every single race with a finish like that. And um, like you said, it's 
somewhat rare to uh, just see two guys, you know, battling it out without either of them wrecking. But, um, you know, at the time I was a little too far back to see the uh, the battle itself. But <laughs> watching back on it, um, no, it was a really good race. And I think uh, both guys definitely um, have a lot of talent just to, you know, be able to keep it straight on however many lap tires we ended up on at the end of the race. So, uh, yeah, that's certainly what it's all about. And, Tom, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but Ty Majeski was one of those, kind of like a, a Bubba Pollard or now a Derek Thorne, where you look at, you know, those were kind of the three guys who we were starting to ask, okay, yeah. when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And for Ty, it finally happened. So we, we can check that box off the list. Yeah, um, and, and again, I mean, it's that, that race, there are, I feel like there are about four or five of these late model races or super late model races that – um, are really just, if you can win them, you've done something. The snowball's obviously at the top. Um, the Rattler, the Winchester uh, 400, the All-American 400, I think the Oxford 250 up in Maine for, for the Northern guys is like that. Um, you know, it's uh, those races are ones that you may only win once and it isn't because, or you may never win them. It's kind of like Daytona. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't win just it. Don't, right? doesn't make you a bad driver. It just means that you just never had that last little bit of luck um, when you were in position to make it happen. I can't help but wonder, and I, I'm looking at Kevin Jr. on this, so I guess he can answer if he has thoughts here, but you, I think you have to start wondering, don't you, if, if you're somebody who's watching and waiting for Bubba Pollard to win the Derby, if it's ever going to happen at this point? Me, personally, I think Derek Thorne is much closer to winning it than Bubba Pollard. Because Derek, like you said, he led 250 laps of it this year. He led laps last year. He set on the pole two years in a row. I, I think what Derek and them are doing right now is like like one thing that's I was surprised Pollard was as far below the grade he usually is down there this year with especially with trying something else trying to go with Van Dorn and them to go down there with a shot to win and then just not having the performance they wanted you know and then but then you look at Derek Thorne they don't come to these races they don't run any Blizzard series races they don't run anything down here they come out about twice a year to the All-American and to the Derby and they're always on par to where you know like Pollard and all them they come down here and they run Blizzard races they 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 do Southern Super Series races you know they they're down here to where Derek Thorne come all the way from California which you know at West Coast racing is not considered what East Coast South short track racing is you know they're they're not seen as those type of competitors but him and um Jeremy Doss yeah. both come down just to these couple races yep. and perform well above where I believe we've seen a few should. Gregson has done it in the past. I mean, there've been a few from the West, but there's not all that many that can come and do it. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, no, there, there are very few from the West. Doss and Thorne are really the two that come to mind. I mean, it's hard to do. That track is a hard, Corey can probably speak to this better, but that track is a hard track. Five flags is to just come in and be good at it's a, it's a tricky joint to drive. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that track is uh, about as beat up as you'll find other than maybe uh, like a Hickory Speedway or something like that. But uh track's got a lot of character, a lot of age. They've uh, patched it up in the past couple of years, which, um, you know, positive as far as, uh, as speed and time. But it also, make the track, also makes the track really rough. So um, I am a fan of that track, but it has not treated me well. Um, it is a, a definite driver's track. I will say that. What, what's been the biggest struggle for you there, Corey? Uh, now, don't give away any trade secrets, but, I mean, what, what, what has been the struggle for you trying to figure the place out? Um, 
I don't think a lot of people talk about this, but uh, on the front stretch, there's basically like from the inside wall to about halfway up the racetrack, it's very banked, and then it really flattens out up to the wall. And getting over that hump going into one and two and getting out of it at a, a three and four is like one of my issues. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything super specific that I'm struggling with there. I think it's just putting a run together uh, in general, and I don't have a, a lot of opportunities to do it. You know, we went there twice this year, one in the Arca car, one in the Super Late model, and I did, I guess, okay in the Arca car. We finished second, and um, in the Super, you know, we had a mediocre run, but um, mm. I think we'll I think we'll be improving there next year. Fair enough. I, I was just curious on that standpoint. You're the driver, so you would know better than me. So with that, we're going to step aside, take a quick break here on Motorsports Madness and continue with more of the fun right after these words. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Tom thought I wasn't going to start talking. Well, for a second there, because she kind of leaned into the mic and nothing was coming out. I'm like, uh-oh, I better talk. Reboot, no. reboot, reboot. Yeah, no. we might need to I reboot had, the kid. I had a plan. I just liked that music. I was waiting for it to finish. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Nick Montra, Corey Heim, Kevin Reed Jr., uh, all still in the building with James Mellick, a.k.a. Red Producing. And I want to hit on a couple of quick things before I uh, ask Kevin another question about, well, Kevin, because I wanted to dig into his background a little bit in this segment. Oh. Okay. I, he was trying to sign to me, and I was confused. Oh, he was signing <laughs> off. Corey. I was, I was yeah, he was Corey. so oh. excited that you were making Corey are having their own conversation This segment all about him, so language. he was just you know, oh, floating in the, basking in the glory. Uh, well, he, I, each other uh, yeah, I, I'm over in the corner, and I can only see half of what's going on, Marcel, so it's easy Marceau to confuse me. in the me. studio tonight. Go ahead. What's first topic? Anyhow, first topic is as follows. Myatt Snyder gets the full-time opportunity he should have had a while ago. Full time with Richard Childress Racing in the Xfinity Series in the two car next year. Yeah, it's, this really is an opportunity that he, in my opinion, I think he deserves a big time. He did everything last year but win. And, you know, he, he used two different cars, two different teams, and still was a consistent top 10 runner, top 12 runner. Um, and it really wasn't that far off out of a uh, playoff spot. At the end of the season, I think uh, this is a potential championship running combination with him in the two car. Now I'm waiting for the next announcement that hopefully will come that says Anthony Alfredo is full time in the 21. I'm reserving judgment because there are still some other puzzle pieces to 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 be answered. Um, I, I would like that, too. That would be, I think, the ideal scenario. But they're you talking about Casgrala. No, uh, no, I'm not, not oh, even Casgrala. Um, actually, the, the, I'm just gonna say Ty I'm Dillon? not, I'm not gonna believe that uh, that Anthony Alfredo is gonna be Myatt Snyder's teammate until it's until there's a press release that says Anthony Alfredo is gonna be Myatt Snyder's teammate. I think Tom's closer. I mean, I, I'm just well, I'm just saying I think he deserves the opportunity. And I and so I that's what I'm hoping happens because I think there's going to be another opportunity for Kaz. But we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Anyhow, uh, Formula One for the time being, uh, we'll shift gears there for a moment. Lewis Hamilton will be back this weekend for the season-ending race. However, last weekend in Bahrain, he was not in action because of COVID-19, and George Russell stepped over from Williams to fill in and should have won the race. And then Mercedes screwed it up. Not once, but, but twice. twice. Yeah. Guys, come I, on. I don't know, the deal is. I don't know if they're, they're trying to just protect Lewis somehow by not allowing Russell to win in his first race of the car to prove that, you know, basically a trained monkey could win in that car. But uh, Russell certainly had a, uh, I think, I don't think you could have asked for a better first showing than George Russell gave to, to Mercedes. It was a good weekend for him. Um, you know, there's... It's going to be interesting. There's some young talent coming into F1 next year that um, I think is going to make the series a little bit more uh, interesting to watch. Some of them are very aggressive. Uh, but that was, yeah, it was a nice uh, first opportunity. It's a shame he's not going to get to race again. Well, I mean. He well, will, I'm talking about for Mercedes. It, maybe not 
maybe not this weekend and maybe not next year, but I think George Russell did enough in one race to really have to make Total Wolf think about what's going to happen for 2022. I'm just talking about this next race because, obviously, I think this is a a racier track coming up than Bahrain. So, to Uh, me, I I think— I'm not a big fan of Abu Dhabi, personally. Nah. I I think this would be more of a track that George could really uh, do well with, but— Alas. Uh, Now— Aside from that, Pietro Fittipaldi stepped in uh, for Roman Grosjean at yes. Haas, and we'll get a chance to do so again this weekend. And nobody was expecting the world out of Pietro. Just the fact that he was able to keep up somewhat competitive lap times compared to Kevin Magnussen was a big statement. Really, really, really happy to see that for him. Yeah, I was too. I I, th- I would rather I would really like to see Pietro with Mick Schumacher next year, and um, I'm still not convinced that that may not be about to happen here considering that young master Mazepan got um, got himself into a little bit of trouble uh, just I I have nothing good to say about that situation and uh, I was always taught if you yeah. don't have anything <laughs> good to say, say just don't yeah. say it so, so I, I'm I'm just not going to say it because I would start, I think mm. a Fittipaldi and a Schumacher would be a really nice <laughs> pair of names for Haas it would be really there. fun Two very really enjoyable, uh, and I think both of them could do could do that team a world of good. Certainly, put a little pep in their step. Anyway, yes, they, absolutely. They, you know, they got work to do, but I think they, do. they bring some energy. They Anybody do. Anybody over on the other side of the table here want to chime in on F one? Go ahead, Kevin. Formula Un? That's Kevin's thing. I really think the biggest takeaway for me after the George Russell thing was how bad Valtteri Bottas is. I think George Russell absolutely embarrassed him, made him look really bad. I love takes like that. I I don't know if I agree with it completely, but I I see where you're coming from. And I also saw something today that Botas may be looking at um, sports car opportunities. No, I I think you should try something else after this week. So, you know, maybe maybe we'll get George Russell faster than we think. Uh, Well... I guess we'll wait and see on that front, but I I hadn't heard. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw something on Facebook. Some huh. um, okay. F1 person was talking about that. So I want to circle back now for a couple minutes uh, before we run out of time on this show. And before Kevin Reed Jr. was uh, winning with Corey Heim at Kansas, there's a lot more that you've done, whether it be on top of the pit box or at the team in general. So uh, let's let's take a step back in time and and. Any any favorite moments, Time history, board. you get a couple minutes <laughs> to basically have the floor, Kevin. I mean, uh, Corey was with my first ARCA win, but I'd have probably have to go back to 2018 when I got my first West win with Haley Deegan at Meridian. Um, that was a pretty big one for me personally, and obviously it was pretty big all around the NASCAR world. That really, really blew up. I never in a million years thought it'd be that big. I knew we were going to do it at some point. I just never could dream that it was going to be that big of a deal. And to be able to do it, and then we backed it up at Vegas, I'd say that time I spent out there at Bill McNally Racing with Haley Deegan was probably some of my best memories. How did you get from west to east? Well, I mean, I I know you came in a car, but... (laughs) No, I I never drove it. I was not making that drive. Um, I actually was at Venture Motorsports at the beginning of 2018. I went back with with Kevin Sr., my dad, and I was his car chief on the 15 with Christian Eckes and Michael Self. Oh, okay. And... I had a little incident at uh, a po- Pocono, little oh? little physical altercation. Uh-oh. And, it was fantastic. And I was... Uh, Who'd you beat? 
Yeah, uh, it's nobody. He ain't worth talking. About. <laughs> um, it, uh, My money was on him. They <laughs> so Arca parked me for a couple races and put Billy, on jack stands for a long time. Billy jack made the stands. decision to let me go, and so I was actually looking, trying to just explore all opportunities. And Michael Self texted me one day and was like, "Hey, I can get you out at Bill McNally Racing. Like he's looking for some help." And I'm like, "All right, whatever. I'll try it." And I actually called Bill that day, and I ended up flying on the Stored Haas plane to Sonoma. Oh, wow. That, like, two days after I first talked to Bill and ended up doing the deal with him, when I went out there, I, he never really said anything about crew chiefing it, but then once I got there and he kind of had me held captive, he told me I was crew chiefing for Haley, and I, that was my first ever opportunity crew chiefing in any type of car. Oh, wow. in the West Series with Haley. Wow. Well, you made good on that. Oh, yeah. I had a couple wins, uh, six or seven poles there, and then uh, get back into Bristol, we, we went and run the east race at bristol in 2019 and uh there was another situa- another <laughs> another situation that i got myself in. Here, you know and, uh, i hate to be that guy to bring this up kevin but i was actually there that night i remember uh i i remember talking to uh to bill on pit road mm. going so what no happened <laughs> here and bill just kind of looked at me and shook his head and walked away <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of things that were said that actually didn't happen. It wasn't near as bad as it made out to be, but uh, I guess you could say NASCAR made the decision to teach me a lesson. and Put him on jack stands. Yeah, <laughs> put me on jack stands Back for a while. Stands. For those it, keeping score, that's two series now. And, uh, <laughs> so I wasn't allowed back for the rest of that year. And then um, I actually went late model racing with Brandon Oakley. But before, oh, wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a bit. In between that, I was actually driving dump trucks for Brandon Lynn's family's construction company. So you, that was, you've just been well, everywhere. Yeah, that was, See, that there's was nothing just, more humbling, right? Oh, no, you went I, all the way back and clawed your way back up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, one day, uh, Brandon called me and was like, hey, man, like what, the Brandon, why don't you come do my late mile stuff? And I want to do some market stuff. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I went with him. We ran the Snowflake last year, uh, qualified third. We were actually decent and uh, had a bunch of problems in the race, though. And then uh, after that, we were in Speed Fest. And after that, I left to actually go to DGR to be with Haley again. I was her car chief on the four car at Daytona and Phoenix. And then Billy approached me with the opportunity to come over there, be his car chief on the 20 for the rest of the year, and be able to crew chief a few races. So, And that's kind of home to me. Obviously, my dad works there. I've known Billy since I was a young kid. I mean, I've, I remember running around the shop there when I was 10 years old. Me too. And, yeah, terrorized <laughs> Nick, terrorized the hell out of him, actually. and um, Still does. Not that bad, Nick. I mean, seriously. <laughs> And just to come back was definitely kind of like a homecoming feeling. And then obviously to, at the end of it, at the last race of the year, be able to top it off with a win with Corey was just uh, honestly a really, I felt just all around good story to come back to. You know, Kevin, it it just occurs to me that you may have confused checkers or wreckers is not supposed to apply to crew chiefs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just to drivers. It's a Reed family trait. (laughs) Go big or go home. He either wins or he ends up on jack stands. So, but no, like like I said, to be able to come back from it, NASCAR gave me an upper opportunity, and ARCA to give me the opportunity to come back, and you know, and then Billy to obviously take the leap of faith and give me a crew chief position back. You know, it's I I, I guess I should just be thankful for what I have and make the most of those opportunities. Well, you got a good driver to team with here with Corey. I'd say they they they've had a little bit of fun. Corey's yeah, probably nodding. too much. <laughs> Just ask Nick. Every day is fun. 
We got we got a hoverboard. We got a new simulator. It's like a new age Robin Big yeah. right here. We got a. It's actually an F one type simulator. Yeah. It's actually a uh, wow. go kart that we wow. strapped a motor to and took the brakes off of. Strapped so, lead to it. Yeah. We got weight bla- hose clamp to it, and it's actually like I said, F one style for sure. Yeah. In a in, in about one minute. So is, is simulator time basically what shop days consist of right now? Well, Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, between Daytona prep and simulator time, we're pretty maxed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what stage are you guys in as far as Daytona prep? I mean, where is life at the shop right um, now for getting cars ready? We got we got the uh, 15 and 25 primaries on the setup plate, and then the 20 primary just came out of the uh, body shop, just got painted, ready to go for the test. So that one's being assembled, and then we will kind of reba- go back to our short track stuff, kind of revisit all that, get some of that stuff uh, cleaned up for next year, and then uh, we got our test. Was it Nick the fifteenth? Fifteenth and sixteenth for Daytona, and yeah. we gotta get ready for that. And you're running full time next year, Corey. Um, we will uh, figure out our plan soon. Actually, I have no idea yet. Oh, okay. He's working on that. Working on it. There you go. I was gonna say I I could have told you that Back to you, Jacob. <laughs> I I asked Mancha earlier in the week if anything was settled, and he well, said but not our yet. Audience was listening to that conversation, so I wanted to ask the driver. Fair enough. No, <laughs> I I I think the operative term, if Mancha uh, looks at me with that look, is, is that uh, announcements forthcoming. Is that correct? Yeah. That, yeah. That look. <laughs> what look? Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of glared at me. Finalizing everything the next two weeks. <laughs> Fair enough. So we'll, we'll we'll look for news that we can deliver either uh, right before the holidays or right after the holidays. Corey's going to get a press release under his tree. <laughs> he hopes. So <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> with that, we are going to get ready to step aside, take our final break. We'll wrap up Motorsports Madness in a couple of minutes, so don't go anywhere. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Lose hour to end the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, loose. powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and uh, we want to thank Corey Heim, uh, Kevin Reed Jr., and Nick Moncher for coming in studio and joining us tonight. We hope you guys had fun. Well, we know Corey usually has fun, but this was Kevin Jr.'s first time joining us, so we hope we haven't scared him off too badly. Oh, no, I had a lot of fun, Seal Daddy. <laughs> Seal Daddy, I like oh, yeah. that. That's, that's a new that's a good nickname. I like throw it out there. I told Corey I was going to drop it on him. We need to get some T-shirts made for that. Wow. <laughs> I don't need T-shirts. Yes, you not... do. Oh boy. We'll be able to keep them on the shelf. <laughs> well, get him a bobblehead. Now they've first. got. <laughs> we got the DT bobblehead right here. I didn't know. That's the last thing I need to take a bobblehead. I'll go to Tom. Any final takeaways, thoughts, things that we missed? Nothing that we missed, but I'm looking forward to the Chili Bowl. I've been some interesting driver Hi. announcements. So That's uh, going to be yeah. fun. Yeah, we can, we can definitely dig next deeper week. into... Time Majeski in the it, not in the house, but on the phone next week. Yes, that's going to be fun. We will look forward to that, talk a little Chili Bowl, all that fun stuff. But I'm excited. There's, there's some surprising driver announcements that have already been announced, and I think some surprises that are yet to be announced for the Super Bowl of Midget Racing. Always enjoyable. 35th edition coming up January 11th through the 16th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Get Corey a ride. I know. That <laughs> would be fun. awesome. Wait, would you do it? Uh, I think I'd be all over the place, but I'd try it. <laughs> but it would be fun. Hey, it would be, it fun, would be fun. Kind of like Chase Elliott's going to be fun to watch in Double the Chili Z Bowl. Main. That's going to be really exciting. So with that, for Tom Baker, Corey, Kevin Jr., Nick Moncher, Red, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks, and we'll see you next time on Motorsports Madness. Till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.